from the booth that pops, it's time for the Riverdale Review! Welcome back, pals, to another episode of the Riverdale Review, the Pals Network's weekly vi- <laughs> I almost just said video game podcast. That's what happens when you record two shows back to back, everybody. We're here for the Riverdale Review, our weekly Riverdale Review show. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie. You're 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 gonna keep going with that, huh? All right. I mean, oh, fine. No, no, you just keep going. No, yeah, we're in it. No, we're 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 definitely in it. (laughs) All right, fine. I don't know why I come to pops to talk about video games, but fine. Let's just fucking do it. Where else is there to go in Riverdale, Kale? I mean, we could go to the Blockbuster and talk about video games, where video games are. The Blockbuster? The Blockbuster? That is a very old sentence. Thanks, Grandpa. Uh, Bitch, you know there's a Blockbuster in Riverdale. Let's go to the Blockbuster video and rent Nintendo 64 cartridges. Listen to me. You're telling me you would not. I mean, I would. That sounds like a fun time, actually. Yeah. Hey, okay, but we're, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Riverdale. Welcome to the um, Blockbuster Review. I'm Kale Ward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's Kale, and then he's Marco. Say hi, Marco. What's up? I queued him up for a classic bit right there, I you know? I can't believe you didn't say hi, Marco. And, like, the like I wasn't, like, I, I saw it coming, and I was just like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this level of fame, you know? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So, I don't know what the hell we're talking about anymore, but we're here to talk about Riverdale. So, um, we're here to talk, what is, what's, what's this one? Chapter 29? 29. Ch- chapter 29, Primary Colors. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you for the assist there, Kale. Uh, so, let's, let's start the show off the way we always do, by talking uh, about our spoiler-free thoughts on the episode. Uh, Marco, since you missed last week's show, uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, this one... Picking up from last, so like the last episode for me, it wasn't all that, like especially coming off of the um, episode twenty seven, which like, I think we like were all, me Pete, uh, me and you Pete, we were like super fans of. So like going going into yeah. twenty eight was kind of like uh, the stuff slowed and there's like new threads that are kind of being thrown into everything and everything's kind of getting like all wily. Um, and then twenty eight, or twenty nine, sorry, starts to sort of unravel even more things we get uh like again there's like new players in in town and there's new sort of threats looming i guess and i I don't know this this is sort of one of the episodes one of those riveter episodes that kind of feels to me a little bit like all over the place not too um there wasn't like one direction it was kind of going and for me because of that it sort of took me this episode wasn't like too hot for me um but i mean overall it was entertaining it drove the story uh and uh, i mean I'm, I'm gonna see what happens especially after the end i, I definitely want to see what happens like the twist the twist sort of brought it back for me at the end so yeah what about you Kel? i sort of agree i um i enjoyed this episode i think in the classic Riverdale way, the, like this episode was full of the material that I started originally looking at, like Comics Alliance's um, reviews for, just like the the trashy, campy, just okay, yeah, you know, material. Mm-hmm, uh, oh, this episode, Jughead's chained himself to a school. What's gonna happen next? Um, <laughs> I think this episode uh, officially cemented uh, Cheryl's character as sympathetic for me. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, as as Pete and I kind of discussed last week, it was tough for me to see her that way. Um, yeah, I'm interested to talk to you about that. I, I, I guess I, you know, <laughs> I would be I, one of those shitty people that's like, oh, oh shit, Cheryl's gone. Fuck, how can we help? And it would be like I would be worthless, you know, in that in that situation because I wasn't there originally. Um, but uh, yeah, the I feel like the the drama was good in this episode. I think it's it's setting up a lot, uh, you know. To and by setting up, I mean like ramping up. Um, yes, but I I think I agree with Marco where the action. And the interpersonal drama between the characters is starting to kind of unravel and spread out a little more. 
Um, so it, while it made for, uh, dynamic, um, a dynamic sort of viewing experience, it, it, it failed a little bit more on that part, on, on the interpersonal drama part. Whereas in the previous two episodes, I think it's excelled a little more. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> um, I think for me, I, I kind of come down somewhere in between those two positions. I think, I think this is a fine episode, um, but it, it was pretty, uh, I, I think it felt a little like, uh, hmm, how do I put this? I feel like this episode felt like it was stringing me along a bit mm. where, you know, I think last week uh, you and I were talking about how it felt like some of this stuff was finally going to come to a head and it felt like that again this episode. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this as as I was watching it. It and and part of this comes from I I listened to the Nerdist Writers panels which uh, Ben Blacker talks to a lot of um uh TV writers. And so I've mm-hmm. over the years I've listened I I've sort of gained a little bit of an idea of how serial dramas like this are are written and it feels like it is sort of a victim of that where uh, you know one or a couple writers will go and write one episode and then another couple writers will go to one episode and we sort of talked about that with like um uh the the episode uh a little while back where uh betty does her her snake charmer dance or whatever like it just it just oh, yeah. felt different you know, compared yeah, to everything like it feels else. Inconsistent. Yeah, where everything else comes before it. And this felt like that to me. I, w- I would actually be interested to know who, who wrote it and if it was that same person. Um because that's some of the some of the characterizations that have come through this season sort of felt inconsistent this time. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, so any other thoughts before we move into the spoilerful section of the show? No. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, all right. So remember, if you, um, <clears throat> if you haven't seen episode, uh, 29 of Riverdale, now's your chance to bounce out before we spoil it for you. Uh, but I'll also take this opportunity to remind you where you can find the show. So if you are an audio listener, we would really appreciate it if you would give us a like on your platform of choice. We're damn near everywhere, but if there's a podcast platform you want us on that we're not, uh, let us know and we'll get there. Uh, If you really want to help the show out, though, you can jump over to Apple Podcasts, where we're currently a five-star rated show, and uh, help continue that trend. It really does help the show get recognized uh, for new listeners, so that would be a huge help to us if you could do that. Uh, And then if you're a YouTube listener, as always, you can like the video and uh, subscribe to our channel if you haven't already, and uh, share it with a friend. Let a pal know that we're here. We like to hang out in uh, the booth at Pops every week and talk about your, you know, the show of our time, Riverdale. Oh, man, we haven't used that tagline in forever. (laughs) Well, it's back. Uh, So, and, you know, remember, if you want to write in and let us know your thoughts on this or any other episode of the show, uh, or, you know, your theories, any of that stuff, you can hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com or follow us on social media at thecomicspals. So uh, with that, we're going to get into full spoiler discussion of Chapter 29. What was was the tagline again? I forgot to write it down this week. Primary Colors. Yep. Primary Colors. So, um, where, where do you want to start, boys? Uh, there, there's a lot of threads to pull out here. Uh, I would start with Cheryl again. I think that's a, an interesting okay. conversation we can lead with. Yeah, I think, I think that makes Definitely. sense. So, so Marco, okay. uh, I, no, okay, go ahead, no, go ahead. Well, go, go I, ahead. I mean, I was just going to dive into, not, into what happens. So if you want to start sure. somewhere else, go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I guess I wanted to ask, uh, Marco, since you and I were together, the episode where this um, relationship, as it were, between uh, Tony and Cheryl started, how together? did you feel about... Are we not that? together? Pete, are you, are, you, are you breaking up with me? Pete, I thought we were... Not, not Marco, not Sorry. on the air. Oh, no, you should definitely do this. Dirty laundry, dirty laundry. <laughs> just air it out air it all out here no you know. it's smelly uh but no so <laughs> you bet it is <laughs> what do you 
what do you think about where they're at now? You know, like how is how has this relationship been developing over the last couple episodes for you? I uh, to be clear, Cheryl and Tony. Yeah. Yes. I I really I really like it. Like she Cheryl is being uh, like like Kale said. Like I, we can we are a little more sympathetic in this episode, right? I feel like I was uh, like to her character, sure. um, and I think that you know she is growing into it and like sort of accepting it herself that this is something that she wants to pursue and someone that she wants to pursue and someone that she wants to have in her life. Um, so, I mean, for me, I've been really enjoying it because I think she's growing immensely as a character. She's um, sort of coming out into her own uh, in this episode. And I think that um, with Tony at her side, she is sort of, she's changing and she's growing and we, and we can see that over the course of just like these past couple episodes. And I think that's great. And it's, uh, it adds a lot of, uh, it, allowed, it adds a lot more to her character outside of her just being, you know, the spoiled brat, rich kid or who like comes in and tries to destroy whatever, but it's like, no, now she's like, she's a human too. Like she, she has these emotions and she has these feelings and she is conflicted internally. And she is, she is like self-realizing what she wants in life and and who she wants in life and i think that's great and i think that it's been it's been presented in a very uh uh we're for spoilers now but like when when uh the oh my god the brother uh of uh claudius claudius when, well, when he comes in and he the made, brother in right quotes and he like makes that offhand comment and he's like oh yeah i was on an island of like lesbos and uh it was beautiful and like it's beautiful. And like, it was like beautiful and natural, right? And like they they pan yeah. over to Tony and to Cheryl, and it's like, oh, like like we we are visibly seeing this grow, and the characters are seeing this grow, and um, outside of just Cheryl and Tony, and it's it's great. I I was I really liked it up until the end. So uh, find Kale, grind yeah, your Kale. axe. I don't know, what, what, man. What's your I read on know. it? I just it still felt. I, 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 I can't say it's too much too soon, but it doesn't, it just, uh, it doesn't feel right to me for, for some reason. Like, I can't put my finger on Whoa, it, but I love don't. love is love, Kale. That's not the part I'm, <laughs> I've got a problem with. Come to my window! <laughs> you know? I don't. What, is that no. a is that a wrestling reference? I don't. Pay, no, that's like, like a classic. That's like, that's that's like a classic lesbian anthem. No, okay, no, all right, that's that. fine. Um, yeah, I can't I can't put my finger on it, but something it doesn't feel right about it. It's not working for me. From like like Cheryl's, you, you mean from like a certain character standpoint, or like just that relationship and the way it's it presented in the show. The second one. Okay. Like, the relationship itself. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like, uh... I feel like it's working. I, I, I'm into it, too. I, I, I like the way it's been progressing. Um, and I, I feel like it's been taking small, natural steps forward. And, um... I to just, me, that's what's been I making it work. I just don't feel like three episodes is enough to say small, natural steps. Especially with how like, I, how little time both of them have, and even Cheryl's gotten more time in the past three episodes than almost ever before. I, I just that that's not small natural steps for me. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like you're projecting weight onto it that's not there. Like, it's not like they're like, oh, like we're fucking going steady and we're gonna, you know, like get married or something like that. Like, it's like, you know, I feel like, like Cheryl's still in the process of coming out. You know, like, yeah, yeah, of like, yeah, that's that's kind of the read I'm getting on it too, Marco. Yeah, like, I, I feel like we haven't really seen it progress towards like, like, there's obviously romantic tension, but I wouldn't say that they're like dating. I don't even know if I would say there's romantic tension. I like, I just don't see it. You're a monster. Yeah, maybe confirmed. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're just dead inside. Yeah, probably. 
Um, because <laughs> well, like last episode, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I want to see how you feel after they have their first kiss, and they had it. No, so, they didn't. I guess. No, they didn't. Nope, didn't they? No, nope. when, they didn't. Nope. They, they haven't done. Oh no, they're about to kiss, and then yeah, right. yeah. Okay, so yeah, so. But still, you don't think <laughs> you don't think that's like, like you you see a girl for like two three days and say, oh yeah, we're hitting it off, and like you go in for the kiss after two three days, like that is two three two three days, like like even if even at that, like like. Fuck, maybe I am old. Like no. Wait, are you serious? What is like the appropriate <laughs> two, three, amount? Of, two, yeah. two or three days. What is the appropriate amount of time for you? For you, like, for, for like, I don't know. I mean, I like, I don't, I don't know about a, an appropriate amount of time, but like, like that's that's not it. Like, really? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. No, I'm with I'm with Marco. Yeah, like I feel like it, given the set of circumstances, like, like if it were me, I like. I probably would have went for the kiss on like the first night, yeah. like when there was that first moment when they had that moment. At least a second like, date. No. Yeah, where you have that 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 moment of just like, oh, that's what's happening. Yeah, here. and it's like, yeah, kiss, like go for it, take your shot. You Listeners, know? Kale's from but a bygone been, era. Hold on, no, 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 they haven't been dating. <laughs> We've already yeah, said yeah, no. that, yeah, but you don't you don't have to date yes, to be I, kissing, like make like sometimes that's how you start dating. Yeah. Right, now we're, no, just, no, I, I no, we're talking about two different this things. This is a relationship, pals. <laughs> I mean, it is the Riverdale Review, so yeah, it sort of is. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> just like it's sometimes the teen heartthrob pals, sometimes it's also the romance pals. Like, I, yeah, I, you know, we're giving the impression that this stuff happens over a good amount of time, right? And, and I don't and, think so. I think it's like. Well, that, you think I mean, it's been multiple days since the last episode? I mean, it, I they mean, make reference to it. I think they make references, and it have only been like two days. I, I mean, I think yeah, I think I would say a handful of days at least. Sure. Yeah, I feel like the last three episodes are like maybe over the course of a week. Yeah. I, that's just. I this too. I think that's just for me. That's just that's too little time to show that sort of growth. Uh, especially uh, within a relationship, I I just don't, I just don't buy it. Okay. Oh, and here's one more thing. So it's a young romance man. Two two he doesn't get it. Look at him. Two men. Look at him wagging his finger at us. Two men wrote this episode, so obviously, two men wrote a scenario where women have a sleepover and are about to start <laughs> making out in the middle of it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> When 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 they were all in that line, it was like really creepy, and like when they're all doing their each other's oh, hair. Oh, they're all like brushing yeah, each other's like, hair. No, I, no, literally, that I, I literally, that I literally wrote that. I bought. That's a Cheryl Blossom fucking ass move. Like that you buy. That you buy. That's a Cheryl Blossom. You, I don't fucking think you move. know anything about teenage girls. That's what I'm learning from. That's, that's a Cheryl Blossom fucking move. Maybe that's for the better, Pete. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess you're right, Marco. But yeah, I literally wrote in my notes, "creepy comb train." <laughs> it was. What was that? You no, hold on. Very weird. You're telling me the girl who uses all that flowery language to say I've got a murderer in my house and he may be coming after my grandma and me doesn't line up her friends in a, a hairbrushing line. I'm I'm not saying that it doesn't. But I don't know. It, it, it was just weird. I think the, uh, my favorite part about that, I'm not that, denying though, it oh, wasn't weird. God. It was definitely weird. I'm just saying it's yeah. a Cheryl Blossom move. <laughs> I think my, my favorite part of it, though, is afterwards when she's just like I, – I don't remember if she calls in the inner circle again, but when she's just like, you know, yeah, no, she friends. Did. The inner circle cousin, and Betty, I think is what Betty. she said. Yeah, no, she said Betty. she calls Betty. Cousin Betty. That's exactly what I, I literally wrote in my notes. I was like, ew, Cousin Betty, yep. like, ew, no. Yep. Like – so creepy. Um, I, I did think it was pretty cute that she had a nickname for Tony, though. TT. That was kind of cute. cute, yeah. Guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, like, so, you know, they have their little moment. Like, you know, she's like, I didn't want to invite all the girls tonight, but I knew that my mother would never let us be alone. And then... She immediately finds Scandalous. out that her grandmother. I can't. I can't believe her grandmother has been pushed down the fucking stairs. So that's romantic. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> let's get into it. 
we're we're wasting time here talking about this bullshit. So Nana Blossom is pushed down the stairs. And yeah. they're standing and poisoned. Outside. They're standing outside with the ambulance and everything. And let me set the scene. <laughs> so Cheryl is next to Tony. They're looking at the ambulance and Nana Blossom being pushed pushed into it, right? Um mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're ambulance workers and the other girls are kind of around. And then Penelope Blossom and Claudius, I assume his last name is Blossom, are yeah. standing yeah, together. of course it is. Claud- Claudius is kind of comforting Penelope. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, does he kiss her on the head? I saw that. I think, I think I saw he that. kind of, I think, I maybe it wasn't a kiss, but I do think he like, he tried like to comfort in or something. her with yeah. like his, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so you're right. Cheryl is watching this, and Tony asks what's wrong. To which Cheryl replies, Uncle Claudius is wearing my father's pajamas. You know what that means. And Tony's like, what? I think I think Nana Blossom was pushed down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whoa. Whoa. That's what that means? <laughs> That's a leap. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> obviously they're colluding Kale. Yeah, come on Kale. you put on they kissed so they obviously pushed my grandmother down the stairs haven't you ever like seen someone wear your dad's shoes and it's like oh yeah of course they they wrecked the car yeah i right i guess i guess my first thought wouldn't be you know if i in your analogy i guess my first thought wouldn't be oh that person's wearing my dad's shoes he must be my dad i guess you're right that probably wouldn't be my first thought <laughs> But right, exactly, <laughs> Kale, and that's and that's where your theory falls apart. <laughs> but I'm just like, come on. <laughs> so, well, actually, I'll ask you this, guys, this question before we continue. Do you want to continue down the Cheryl thing, like, because we did that last week, just kind of seeing each thing to its natural conclusion? So, do you want to just end Cheryl's note and then pick up another thread, or should we come back to that later? I'm kind of thinking we just push through. Uh, I'm alright. Uh, push through with Cheryl's thing. Yes. I'm that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, in light of that, Kale, uh, have you backtracked on your theory then? Or do you, do you still think Claudius equals Clifford? Oh, for fucking sure. That's, that's, my, yeah. that's my point, is that, yes, obviously Cheryl didn't make the connection of, oh, that man's wearing my, pajam- my father's pajamas. He must be my father. But that's what's fucking <laughs> happening. All right. I, uh, you know, if you're right, this is a real hashtag Kale is right moment. Cause again, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think that's what's going on here. What do you think about that theory, Marco? Nah, I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it tracks. Old. Um, so yeah, to, to keep things going on, on the, uh, the show route, um, was there anything between that and, and when things really come home to roost? Cause we, we, we get the reveal that like, they definitely poisoned her grandmother, right? Like that's I, clearly I, what's happening. I, th- I think that's really it. They they sort of they make mention that Penelope makes the tea out of tannis root, right? And then and they're like, "Oh, we've caught her chewing on it or whatever." Right. Yeah, yeah. Very much seems like right. So and then Cheryl like has plans to reveal what happened and kind of gets whisked away by her mother and you know uh there was a line i wrote down where she says you've lost your mind and you've given us no choice but we're going to make you better yeah that was scary uh yeah very very intimidating um that actress is fucking creepy when she wants to be she, yeah she's you incredible know? yeah she's really really good and um so then you know tony comes to show up and and see her later because she wasn't at the hospital and, um, you know, Cheryl's gone, you know, uh, her, her mother says to never come back. She's in some boarding school in Switzerland. That's all girls and that's it. But we learn that she's really at this, you know, pray the gay away, AKA electroshock, the gay away, uh, conversion camp. I think that's implied. Um, I think it's very heavily. Oh, I implied. definitely think that's where we're going. Yeah. It's heavily implied, but. I think it's more of just like an asylum. Uh, 
to sort of get rid of her 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 feminine hysteria. Well, no, they they but say it. She... They say it like we're gonna have. They say conversion. They say conversion. Don't they? Yeah. No. They straight up they, say they conversion. They say they. I, I really think they did, Kale. I don't. They they said we will help you get rid of those demons, which to me, you know, implies the conversion for sure. But no, and then she like that next sentence is like conversion. Yeah. The next sentence she says you're gonna need your rest today because tomorrow we start the conversion, yeah. and then she shoots her with the shot. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not no, crazy, no, no, right, no, Marco? 100%. Like, like that's definitely what yeah, happened. Hundred percent is conversion. It was a conversion okay, yeah. camp. Yeah. I, I'm pretty well, sure that's. I mean, it wasn't down. a camp; it was an asylum. All right, well, a conversion asylum, fine, <laughs> but it's conversion, <laughs> dude. It's an institution for sure, but it seems like that's what they're doing here. I don't know. I think it's more implied than. At least I was getting the impression it was more implied. <laughs> I than really you guys think are you're just it. forgetting dialogue. Dude, but... The last line. <laughs> I don't think we both made up this scene. I, I saw it like right before the right before we started. This is the, that was the last line. Okay. Oh yeah, Fine. you just watched just it. Just right watched before. it. Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah. So um, what do you? Where do you guys think this is going? Like, do you do you think like Tony's gonna show up and like bust her out or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. No. Like that's kind of what I'm thinking is gonna happen. Uh, you like, don't think so? No, I think I think that like with with the, the money that they have, uh, they're gonna try to prevent as much as possible any kind of communication to the outside. Tony's never gonna be allowed to see her, and like even the her mother like tells her it's oh yeah she went like to some place in Sweden, so like she's throwing her off. To, I mean, to some extent, like yeah, it's but like, she it, she straight up says she's like that doesn't make sense, right? Right, but like. But still, it's if that's the only lead. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't think that she's gonna she's gonna come back after like a couple couple episodes or something and, and be totally different. Or maybe even like in season three. No, it's not gonna take that's that some, long. No, I mean that's it's not that far. It's off. Two episodes. I mean, we're yeah. only a couple. No, it's not. Well, we're two episodes until the oh, break. Oh, there's another break. Not the season break. Yeah. Oh, then okay, then whatever. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, have, yeah, yeah we have that. like six six episodes for. Oh, okay, okay. Overall. Uh, yeah. and you're telling you're telling me uh Cheryl's not gonna be in the musical episode? Son, you get another thing coming. It's a good point. <clears throat> it's a good point. That's only two episodes away. Yeah, I I definitely think that there's gonna be some kind of a jailbreak situation here. Like Tony's gonna figure it out and go rescue her, or she's gonna like get the gang involved or something and be like Guys, Cheryl's gone. We gotta solve this mystery, and you then you know you they'll get in the mystery machine, and they'll go fucking free her. And- you know what would be cool is a a sort of inner inner core uh, serpents episode where like Jughead, Tony, uh, Sweet Pea, and like Fangs go yeah, stage like cool. a, a rescue. That'd be cool. Like, like, like a high school whatever breakout. Those characters. Yeah. I feel I feel like something like that is probable. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I think it'll either be like Tony with Jug and Betty or it'll be like, you yeah. know, the Serpent Squad. I think I think it's more likely to be Jug and Betty. I think Betty has uh, the connections and could Nancy Drew it all out. Yeah. And also there's there's like tension there like that should be resolved. Like if we want to see Tony become a, a bigger part of the main cast, like – her and Betty are still not sure. – they're not on bad terms, but, like, you know, yeah. most of their interactions sure. have been as, as like, competitors. That said, um, uh, Betty could be part of the, the Serpent's gang. Like, she she is a Serpent. Well, she, she, That's she true, is a too. Serpent, right? Yeah. Technically? Yep. Technically? I think she's an like, honorary yeah, Serpent so, is, is yeah. what the, the official title is, I think. Yeah, something like that. So, I, yeah, that's actually a great point. Like, there's no reason that it being the three of them – doesn't mean that like Sweet Pea and, P- and Fangs couldn't also be there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I'd be interested in that. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, for that'd sure. Be a fun episode. So yeah, we'll see where that one goes. But um, I imagine we're going to see some resolution there sooner than later. Uh. So to wind it back, um, let's talk about where the episode started with uh, what's been going on with Chick and Betty. So um, you know, we kind of pick up. 
where the last episode left off, the cliffhanger, where we, you know, we're going to get the we get the reveal that um, Chick doesn't have any Blossom DNA. And, you know, Betty thinks that's going to be um, a big reveal to her mother, who obviously already knows that Hal is not the father. For as smart as Betty is, how did she not put that together? Like, maybe maybe it's because they're just trying to sell that for, for the drama, which I think is more likely. But it's like, it takes two people to make a person bet- Betty first. So... Like, listen. Yeah, but I... Th- I think I think the reason that the reason that makes sense is because of the timeline she thinks she has, you know, because isn't wasn't the whole thing that the blossom not the blossoms um, that the Coopers got together in high school, and that like yeah. they had. So, you know, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility for her to be like, oh well, you know, you and Dad like met in high school and that was your first relationship and you got pregnant with Polly. So like, but it was actually chick, you know, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't feel like it doesn't make sense that she wouldn't have jumped to that conclusion. Cause all, all the information she had in front of her was he's not a blossom, not he's not a blossom and he's half your mother's child, you know? And she, like, it reaffirms what she already wanted to believe. So like I get her making that snap of like, look, see you're not you're not one of us. This proves it. I don't. Know, I guess I can sort of see where you're coming from, but I just like Betty, you're smarter than that. Like, <laughs> and she's coming in hot, man. You know, yeah. She's all she's all fucking amped up. Cause like you said it yourself um, in a, a chat we were having with uh, uh, Gabby from the Nerd League. Um, Oh yeah, she's kind of like been a little unhinged this week, but, you know. And then the last couple episodes. By the way, now I have two Riverdale devoted uh, Facebook threads. <laughs> <laughs> Ours and the one we started with, uh, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because Riverdale's the show of our time, Kale. I guess so. Obviously. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is like obviously not news to Alice, and she just says like you know. There's no need to open old wounds. Like, I'm not blind. I know who Chick is, but he needs us. And, like, what, what did you guys think about this? Were you at all surprised by Alice's reaction or? Eh, maybe. I mean, I, I don't I don't like where this whole arc with Chick and with Alice has been going anyway. I feel it's just, like, it sort of came out of nowhere. And I, I don't understand why they're positioning her character like this. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't been a fan of it necessarily and for like for this to come over I'd be like oh okay fine like maybe this is something that changed your mind and we can get rid of Chick because I don't like him as a character and it's like it doesn't and it just like for some reason like reaffirms it and it's like so what's going on like I, I, I just I, I guess I just don't understand the relationship necessarily and why she's so uh, why she is so like obsessed with him like gung-ho to protect him yeah yeah like I don't get it they're nothing about her character sort of shows that to me see like that's the thing I I would say I guess I understand just because it's like it's her child you know like it's like it's her kid and she gave him up for adoption and look how he ended up you know like yeah but it's also it was like we've talked about the narrative there just hasn't been compelling enough no, yeah. and I agree with that point. Yeah. I'm, I'm more challenging his point of not understanding Alice's motivation to keep him around. Um, yeah. She is. She feels responsible. Like, he wouldn't have ended up there if she would have just kept him. Yeah. You know? And, like, it would have been harder for her, but he wouldn't have become a male prostitute who kills people. Allegedly. You know? And, like, oh, right. But that's that's the narrative in her mind. And I, I buy that. Um. But I, I, yeah, I agree with you, Marco. We we talked at length about that storyline last week, and I just, it's uh, it's boring, frankly. You know, it's 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 just yeah. uh, it's not going anywhere. Not about it. And um, I don't I don't feel like it's added much to the show. Nope. And uh, I feel like we're spending a lot of time on it for how largely irrelevant it's been. Yeah, I, I'm 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 yeah. waiting for the I'm waiting for the reveal of something. I just don't know what I have no idea what it could possibly be. 
yeah at this point it's like the the show is dragging us along about like oh something's up with chick and it's like well yeah who cares at this point like yeah it's like all right just do it like shit or get off the pull the trigger you know it's like what like yeah make him do something because it's like he fucking killed a guy and basically nothing yeah i'm so upset about that like you know it's like like it finally came up again and it's like exists so that he can have leverage over Betty, which is cool, I guess. But again, it's like, I feel like this entire storyline could have happened. Like, and I said this last week, I don't even think it's that the storyline itself is bad. It's just like, it, it's been happening for so long for no reason. Like if it was a main focus over the course of like three or four episodes. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, Ashley Murray, uh, Casey Cott, I think is his name, uh, Kevin, Josie, and I think Cheryl. Cheryl's already main cast, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Casey Cott and, um, and the, I can't remember her name, but the actress who plays Josie became main cast this season. Ashley Murray. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, yeah. They are supposed to be main cast this season, but I think Chick has been in more episodes than them, especially lately. Uh, He's been in more episodes, but he hasn't as much screen time. That's the thing is like most of the time he's not the focus of an episode, but every episode has had a scene that's like, hey, don't forget about Chick. He's creepy. And I think that is just it's not necessary. So, you know, like the the point the point of exhaustion for me this episode was after Betty takes the initial accusation to Alice Alice starts to try to comfort him and they hug and and Chick gives Betty like the, the evil grin after he gets his way and it's just like fucking come on. Yeah, it's like how many scenes do I need like that? Like you know? we know like, I it's like I fucking get it. I get it. He's sketchy, he's crazy, what the fuck ever. Like, you know, it's do something. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like, that's kind of where I'm at with that whole storyline. Um, I will say, though, uh, I think the first interesting development we've had in a while there was something that they kind of started on, I don't remember if it was last episode or two episodes now, but the whole catfishing thing with Kevin, and we were saying, like, last week, I remember Kale and I were like, I wish we had gotten more of that. Mm. And it was cool that that actually ended up kind of coming home to roost this episode, where it's like... He is, like, worming his way into her life, you know? And it's like, Alice is on his side. Now fucking Kevin is on his side. And, like, he is... But, like, why? Not necessarily... What do you mean? Like, like, to what end? Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like... Yeah. And, like, I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like, I feel like something should have happened at this point. And... I mean, I'm sure it's going to go somewhere, but they're sure taking their sweet fucking time. Um, and and we say that, but – and I think the break had something more to do with this. He's only been around for a couple episodes. Like if you think about it. Yeah, and I, I think like that's the opposite end of this coin, right? Is like we have the, the romance we were talking about earlier where Kale's like, three episodes? You think that's enough? And me and Mark are like, yeah. But it's like if they had done that with Chick, we probably, we probably would have been like, all right, slow down. Like, you know, like why yeah. does Alice care or whatever? And it's like, you know, so maybe maybe this will all end up leading to a bigger, better uh, payoff for us because we spent this time and this investment. But uh, we'll see. Hopefully. I don't know. Uh, I did want to just bring up this scene where like Betty goes into his room and like fucking sticks a lighter in his face and all that shit. Like, what'd you guys think about that? That was cool. I was expecting it, the wig. <laughs> I, I was a little bit, yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I just loved that thing where she's like, "I catch bad men." Yeah. It's like you know, it's the thing that they all have in common. They're dead now. Consider yourself warned. I and, was like, "Oh my god!" And, and to be fair, like Chick's reaction there is legit. Like, yeah, it's yeah, a, when it's he a, like pulls the covers up over him himself, and he's just like, <laughs> it's like it. It really added to my to my joke about him being just 
unfortunately creepy. Like, <laughs> Betty, I'm so. What do you you think that of me? Oh my god! Real talk, I I want to put that on a T-shirt. Just unfortunately creepy. <laughs> I swear, I'm just a normal guy. I'm just unfortunate. I'm just weird. I'm weird, guys. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> But he's creepy looking, so it's not okay, Kale. Don't you understand how that works? It's those fucking cheekbones, man. Yeah. Uh, you can only be a weirdo if you have high cheekbones, high cheekbones and you're doing and it ironically. That, and that pointy nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of the wig, uh, how'd you guys feel about chicks fucking, oh, like, that was hilarious. high school, like, blow, blow, just like, she wears while she's having sex with Jughead, I was just like, oh, damn. Did he, did he say, yeah, I found it in her dresser with all her toys? Did, yeah. Yeah, he did say that. And I was like, <laughs> to oh, which, to no. which, yeah, to which I put myself in Betty's shoes and I went, uh, uh. <laughs> you, oh, like, you, oh, sh- you shouldn't have seen that <laughs> listen I think the moral of the story is this is why you have to put it all in a locked box somewhere guys don't just put it in your drawer it's fucking amateur hour Betty <laughs> she, she, yeah she, well I mean she kept a fucking gun in her dresser like. <laughs> it's true so get a safe <laughs> Oh yeah, that was uh that was fucking something else, man. I um I I have to say their whole dynamic this episode was probably the most fun I've had with Chick in a while. Yeah. You know, just like seeing Betty kind of like really trying to scare him, you know? You know nothing about my darkness. So I was just like, "Oh, Betty." <laughs> Whew. her dark passenger. Um and then just the last kind of thread about chick was uh you know he kind of has like final leverage here now you know like he makes the point of like i never touched the body and your fingerprints are everywhere and you know i have just as much ease of going to the police as you do so what do you want to do you know and um that puts us to something that we'll touch on later where betty like, makes a decision to, like, move in with Jughead. So, how do you guys think Alice is going to handle that one? Yeah, what what 16-year-old in their right mind is thinks they're going to get away with that? Like, <laughs> I mean... I, Apparently every character happen. in Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's happening, dude. It's like, I don't know. I, uh... I guess Jughead lived in a movie theater within the realm of the first three episodes i that's fair he has a trailer okay no he no, no, no. He, he, he lived in the movie theater before it closed in the first season yeah no i know i'm saying but now he has a place but but Kale's saying like it, it like the within riverdale like that is a realm of possibility that you could potentially just move in I, I see what you're saying. Because I these see what you're fucking saying. teenagers just uh, run all run the whole fucking town, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the thing. It's like, you know, was 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 Sheriff Keller going to show up, make her go home? Nah. I mean, he it's could. He, like, he's, he's the police. That's his job. <laughs> oh. Hey, man. I guess I guess we'll see. I feel like we're gonna get a scene next episode of Alice banging on the door. Like I think that's losing her mind. Sword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Betty coming to the door, just like wide eyed. Not going home with Chick there. Okay. I I do uh I do want to point out that in that accusation scene with Alice, Chick, and and Betty, um, Betty does straight up say. Did you and FP have and Alice is yes. immediately taken aback but she denies it. So, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily buy it, but it also it also made me sort of reconsider who it might be and I don't know if I have an answer. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Like it could be FP, but 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if that line existed to throw us off or to confirm our theory. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Jury's out on that one for me. Because I, I just, like, there's no one else that we've been introduced to that it makes sense. Yeah, what do you think, Marco? I I sort of, like, dismissed it. Like, we went, when she when she was just like, no, it wasn't. I was like, all right, I believe it. I didn't think anything of it. You'd make a great detective, Marco. That's why doing this show with you two isn't fun. The whole point of it is the conspiracies, and you're just you just blow them off. You don't <laughs> even care. I didn't even like. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Why would she lie about that? Like, you might as well just be like, what do you mean? You... Sorry, sorry, Marco. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just like, what, what do you mean, you guys? I'm sitting here agreeing with you, I, and now you're just. I sit me here in, with... in this booth, and I, I've got. Look, look at me. Look right here. Next to me, I've got the cork board, I've got the red string, I've got the pictures and the thumbtacks, and you guys, I do all this work, and you don't even care. It's an unflattering picture of me. <laughs> Listen. Where does Marco fit in <laughs> to the Black Hood murder? Listen, That's what I doing know. all this undercover photography is hard, all right? Especially from New Zealand. Uh, especially from New Zealand. <laughs> 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 I've got a really, really good drone. <laughs> it's, uh, it's got a great lens, but, you know. <laughs> okay. So, uh, swinging it back, uh, let's talk about what's going on with the Andrews, the Lodges, and Jughead. The heat. Uh, so let's Bring the heat. No, go ahead. Oh, heat, heat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely some heat this episode. Um, so, you know, Hermione, she's on the campaign trail. Uh, she's promising that all the money from this prison is going to be funneled into his, you know, wing at the new school. Trying to get ahead of basically this PR nightmare, as it were. And, um, you know, we, we find out that, like, Fred is is trying to cut all ties, with, with the Lodges now. You know, he doesn't believe in this project. He doesn't want to be involved in it. And, uh, you know, he's calling the big guns. The ex-wife. Molly Ringwald makes her re- reappearance as Archie's mom. Can you know you, Got, you like, know about that, right, right listeners? Kale's a big fan of her. Uh, do you have a pulse? Like, who isn't? Yeah, dude. Have you ever seen a John Hughes movie? Anyone who grew up in the 80s and 90s is in love with Molly Ringwald. Are you kidding me? I have no idea who she is, honestly. Marco, engage with the culture. No. Like, Luke like Luke Perry and Molly Ringwald are the exact couple that would make teen heartthrob Archie. Are you fucking kidding me? No idea. I'd watch those two have sex. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, so, I, 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 I do want to say before we get into this, uh, I was super excited by the idea that Molly Ringwald is going to seemingly be recurring again. Or not again, but at some capacity. Do you think? she says she's sticking around. All right. She, she said so, yeah. yeah. I, I, they, the end of that thread, uh, does sort of... It led me to believe that they're going to try and get back together. I think so, too. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Because, like, do you guys remember what was the deal for why they got divorced or whatever? She, like, left for a job and he didn't want to leave Riverdale, right? That was it? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. Because it was something like that. It was something that, like, didn't seem, like, personal. Because I've always thought it was weird that they were divorced. Like, every time that they're together, like, it seems like they have chemistry and like that there's not any animosity there and that like they still really love each other and you know yeah. and this definitely reinforced that for me like when they had that dinner scene and she like got all up- upset and was just like i'm not gonna sit here and listen to you like i mean you know I- make comments about your dad or whatever <laughs> listen i've been through a conversation or two about uh of that nature and uh trust me it doesn't necessarily mean there's love there <laughs> fair enough but i I don't know. Do you, am I alone in thinking that? Like, you guys were not along when I was saying that. Like, I feel like there's definitely, like, I feel like there's still something there. I think there is something there, yes. I don't necessarily think that I saw it in that scene in particular. Because sure. because Archie was in the wrong, and he was being shitty. And he's been, he was being yeah. shitty to his dad the whole episode. Um, and to 
his you know molly molly's point everything she said was absolutely true so the hell's her real name do you remember like what is archie's mom's name uh, archie's mom like no we, i don't fucking know we, yeah we should like probably stop calling her molly but uh <laughs> yeah no you're right let's just call her molly ringwald it's it's molly ringwald or archie's mom so um <laughs> yeah like yeah archie was being shitty so like that's i think it it's it's a parent's sort of prerogative to say hey you're being shitty here's why yeah that's fair uh, so what did you guys think about her comment um, when they get lunch together? You know, where she says, to align yourself with her family is against your better judgment. It, it, It is, I think, painfully obvious for us and the parents of, of Archie that, you know, that's true. Like Archie, it seems like Archie doesn't understand what he's gotten himself into, but sort of uh, off of what you said last week, Pete, um, I think I, you know, we also don't know Archie's plan, whatever it may be. Yeah, this definitely this made me kind of doubt my own theory last week that he had another angle. See, it kind of strengthened it for me. You think so? Uh, because he, it did, fe- it did feel like he was sort of actively working against. Hiram, but also trying to keep face with everyone else. And I could see that because there was a thing where, like, he was like, "Hey, I'll go do this thing for you, but you have to let my dad out of the contract," yeah. which yeah. was not happening, right? Like, yeah. his mom was there for the whole reason of helping his dad get out of the contract, and he finally got him out. Yeah, and, and, and uh, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't take credit for it either. Right, right, exactly. Which is kind of what he's been doing, right? He's been playing decides however he needs to get what he wants um so yeah that's 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 interesting yeah i don't know that he has another angle i i, I sort of agree with you p that he's just trying to like get them to do what he needs for the people that he like loves but other than that i don't think there's any ulterior motive there i mean but that's an ulterior motive like right but like like, but yeah, like, like i said last that, week like, well, yeah. I think I think the reason he's doing it is so that he can keep control. You know, yeah. is that like if he's at Hiram's side, he can still con- like he's controlling Hiram. You know, like even if he has to do things he doesn't want to do, uh, he has wh- where in the position he's in, he has the ability to affect change in a way he doesn't if he's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I guess I guess like when I when I think of, I just think of like that specifically being just him preserving what he needs to not necessarily him playing like him agreeing to go and with like the with like the the pliers and like to break the chains and everything like i i don't think that was just him trying to get his dad out more so i don't think he's gonna try to use that leverage again for something else like that that's that's more so what i like i'm trying to say is like i I don't think he's actively Mm. trying to use Hiram when his way in that kind of way it's more so only when it affects him directly and like his family then sure but other than that it's not like to me I was just gonna say I th- I think that's why he well I think that might be why he even signed the contract in the first place you know is that like I, I don't I don't know that I believe he's fully in bed with Hiram mm. you know like I, we've seen him play both sides a lot and I'm not I'm not totally sure but I, I think to what you're saying, this episode kind of swayed me back more in, in the direction that you're claiming, whereas it seems like it kind of pushed Kale more towards my theory last week. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll have to see what else comes of it. Uh, but yeah, just to kind of wrap up uh, here, there's kind of the last through line of, like you said, right? There's the stuff that went on with Jug. Um, where, you know, he had his whole hunger strike and, and got caught between Archie and Hiram. And, uh, that's obviously going to go somewhere. You know, I think, um, there was the scene where the two of them are, are at Pops and, um, uh, Jug says something where he says like that there are two trains on opposite sides of the track destined to collide. Mm. And, um, I think we saw the first, you know, echoes of that this episode, right? With, with. Uh, Archie going and and cutting the chains and ending his uh you know his protest 
um, for the the demolition of Southside High, and uh, I, I mean that you was know, for for Jughead and the Serpents, and and probably even Archie and Hiram, like that that was the the act of war. You know, that was the shot heard around the world. Yes, yeah, and I I think this is going to play into that narrative we talked about last week of there being a the election and and sides emerging and uh i think this is the beginning of a lot more tension between those two uh so then kind of the last little thread to tug on here is um the reintroduction of ethel which was something i was really i i was wondering that last week like i remember we um during the episode we talked about how we felt season two had been kind of struggling with one-off episodes and uh, it got me thinking about Ethel Muggs and how we hadn't really seen her in a while, you know, and uh, I was wondering what was up with her and and why we hadn't seen her since, um, since I guess, the episode that Archie saved her from the Black Hood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, she kind of uh, reemerges here where when Veronica decides to go against her parents' wishes, um, big shock there, and uh, and throw her hat in the ring for uh, student body president. You know, she has a uh, – <laughs> let's call it a negative interaction with Reggie where she punches him in the fucking face. Decks him, dude. Ooh. How crazy was that too? Like he hits the ground like a sack of fucking potatoes. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> she clenched that fist and I went, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was that was something else. Um but uh yeah so you know Ethel basically like kind of passes judgment on her and uh throws a shake in her face which was from Pops which I thought was pretty poetic fucking glee style like yeah uh, like what a waste of a good milkshake I like that they I think they commented on it it's like did she have to carry that all the way from Pops yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I love how Betty's like yo man she must have been to carry that all the way yeah. here like <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Veronica decides to run for president. She has Betty running as her like running mate. Um, and, uh, that kind of comes up again where, you know, uh, Veronica's got this kissing booth, right? Which I thought was super tacky. I I did want to just point out. It's a very, Um, very Veronica move though. Sure. (laughs) And, uh. To which Ethel, Ethel went. You may have all the boys by this move, but you won't get the girls. And I went, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Veronica makes an effort to mend fences there. She's like, you know, I'm going to get your dad a job. Like, you know, I want to I wanna make this right between us. And, you know, she kind of thinks that everything's cool. And uh, <laughs> that is very much not the case. We find out later when she she's having her little, like, you know, what is like a pep? It's like a press conference because they're like singing, but it's like you know, it's like a pep rally for a campaign. She's like wrote Josie into like you know being her fucking celebrity endorser or whatever, and then Ethel shows up to hand out these flyers that reveal all this information about their family that she's been playing them the whole time, and then like Josie reveals that like the she was in on the whole thing, you know, and. uh I, I have to say, like, I was a little, I was like a little surprised by by that specifically, you know, like that it played out the way that it did, um, because I think that, and then with the aftermath of Betty being like, I can't be a running mate, like I can't trust you, and then later on telling us that she's going to run with Jug, uh, feels like this is very much showing us where the sides are starting to form, you know, for this conflict. Um, we have like, you know some new pairings as well with like, we see, we, we saw Kevin and Josie sitting together at lunch again, this episode. So I feel like they're kind of reaffirming that bond. And I, I I feel like we're seeing a scenario where like Veronica and I guess Archie are going to be like very much on their own on this one. I don't know. I think, um, I similar to Archie. I think Veronica is playing a different game. I think, uh, I think she, once all of her pieces are revealed, I think she will end up, you know, showing her, her cards and being um, actually on the side of, of Betty and Jughead. Um, I just think it's 
it's kind of early for her to do that, especially with the relationship she has with her parents. And I ultimately think you're right, but I think there's going to be a lot of drama before we get there. You know, yeah. I think when she tries to explain that to Betty, Betty is not receptive to that. You know, she said, I wanted to keep them honest. I wanted to, you know, try to control them a little bit. And uh, that's not really satisfying, you know, and like she makes the point of why she ran for president. She said, like, I need something to use as a shield against everyone and like what our family's done. And uh, it doesn't really feel – I feel it feels like she's running out of those barriers, you know, that like there is a a, a, dis, um, a dissolving of the trust between her and almost everyone around her. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so I think, um, you know, kind of just last, last little bit uh, here is um, with, you know, Archie driving this wedge between – Jughead and his parents to a certain degree. Uh, like, where do you think the next couple episodes are going to take him? Like, with Fred announcing that he's running for mayor, uh, you know, Molly Mom is sticking around to help him run his campaign or whatever. Like, do you think Archie's going to stay on the side of the lodges? Um, or do you think we might see him flip back despite the consequences that Hiram very, very clearly threatened him with? this episode at the at the end of the episode uh archie sort of like right after he announces um right fred an- announces he's gonna run for mayor archie sort of gives him like this look of just like oh like now i definitely have to make a choice and mm-hmm. uh, something about that look was kind of like i think i think i'm gonna side with my dad um yeah and if if it does end up that way i'm really interested to see how his relationship is going to be affected more so with veronica than um than hiram just because we sort of know what the consequences are for him but like for her what are the implications because she's supposed to also be like sort of controlling him controlling archie based off of her parents like what her parents are trying to trying to do so like there's just a lot of a lot more implications there for veronica and archie more so than archie and hiram so I'm looking forward to see where that sort of ends up. I'm also just wondering what these consequences are. Like, you know, like what what is he going to do to Archie if he goes back on this deal? <laughs> what if he just fucking kills him? <laughs> like, I feel like that's what he's going to try to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. To make it an accident. I don't know. I- I think uh I think having Molly Ringwald there will will definitely um it'll it'll add to sort of the the light side and and sort of reorient Archie's moral compass, you know. Yeah, I think there's something to that. It'll also definitely reorient my crush on Molly Ringwald. So Boom. that's pretty cool. Um in, <laughs> in terms of the the Veronica Archie thing, I don't know. I don't I don't know that it will have that many implications there. I mean, specifically because Veronica doesn't really want Archie in meddling in all this business anyway. Um so I think I think on that front, I think it I think it may end up uh, sort of I think it may sort of I don't know not fizzle out I think it'll either strengthen their relationship or it will sort of drive them apart because she can't continue to sort of play the game you know yeah like to what Marco said like at some point these two characters are trying to play both sides and they can't yeah yeah and I believe Archie's going to pick his parents, his best friend, and everything else he's ever known over the lodges. Yeah. The question is, is Veronica going to do the same? Right. Yeah. I And, I, you know, I, I do genuinely think she, you know, she, she will. Um, I just don't know, because she, you know, Archie, at the end of the day, gets to leave. I don't know how that plays out for Veronica because she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great point and uh, probably a good one to end it on. So um, any closing thoughts on uh, episode 29? Chapter 29? Gabby brought it up in our in our uh, chat. Uh, Jughead may end up coming out of this the most sympathetic uh, 
character, or at least the best character from this season, the standout character for the season. And I think I agree. Um, he has really proven that he he wants to do the right thing all all together. And with a couple of missteps along the way, you know, sp- specifically with like Tony's grandpa, um, you know, he he is trying really hard to do right by the people of the South Side. And whether or not the rest of Riverdale agrees, like without the South Side, you know, there is no Riverdale. Like they're part of that community and Jughead is trying to keep all of that together. Um, so I think, I, I think, I man, Jug, Jughead really took a big step forward for me this episode. Yeah. Um, I think closing closing thought for me, uh, I really wanted Cheryl and Tony to kiss. Perv. <laughs> that was it. All right. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, you know, I think... Despite the fact that season two has been shaky, um, I'm definitely interested in where the show's going. And I think if they can stick the landing this season, um, hopefully all this building will have been worth it. Mm. And uh, I think that's really where my thoughts are at the end of this episode and how the last two episodes, like this one and last one have, have left me feeling, you know, is that I, I want more episodes that feel like our first one back. Um, and it feels like we're working towards that. I hope that, I hope that I'm right in believing that because I do feel like the show has hit an issue of stringing us along a little bit too much. Um, but it hasn't lost me as a viewer. You know, I am still enjoying the show and interested in where it has to go. So, um, I hope that that, uh, I hope I'm not giving them too much rope to hang themselves, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. So, let's, let's see where, where next episode leaves us and where we are when we leave the, for the break. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, if you guys want to write in with your own thoughts on this or any other episode of the Riverdale Review, remember you can hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com or follow us at thecomicspals anywhere your social media is sold and let us know what you're thinking about uh, what's been going on in the town of Riverdale. And uh, where, do you think, where do you think we're going from here? Where do you, what do you think this mayoral race is going to be like? Uh, weigh in and let us know your thoughts. And uh, as long as they're not, you know, too inflammatory or racy, we'll read them here on the air. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, with that, that's going to be it for the Riverdale Review. Pops, money's on the table. Ooh, can I, uh, can, I look, can I get a box for this? Can you, can I get a ride home? I can't carry this corkboard anymore.